on last week's Irrevelations. So the way that this book works is there are three parties present, essentially. There's the man, there's the woman, and then there's their friends, because apparently they're voyeuristic. I love Solomon. I fucking, my, the king brought me to his bed chambers. He's a fucking good dude. We're banging like rabbits. We fucking love that dick. And her, and then it just cuts to the friends like, and we're happy for you. Back then it was cool to say that because, I don't know, I get it. Horses are sexy, right? Oh, no yeah. question. Get me a stepladder. There he stands behind our wall. Gazing through the windows. Hey, all you bitches in Jerusalem, please try not to f*** my man. Yeah, so now we're talking about boobs, so you know he's really turning up the horniness. Your f***ing pussy is like a sealed garden. It's all mine. It's like a well that's been shut up. I can just, I, I just look at your blast doors, and I just think there is a well with a lid on it, and the only one who gets to... The only one that gets to crack it open is me. And- yeah, so that's it. It's just a big horny book. It's about how to. It's about how to make love to a woman. And the answer is words. Before we turn to the word, I would like to. Can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God, I am America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. I was getting into a fight yesterday with Missy. What are you going to fight about? Well, I don't know. I thought it went well, right? We, we went to this um, party. So basically, uh, my neighbor uh, is a classical violinist or whatever. Yeah. And he did a live concert. Possibly your biggest claim to fame is just living near this guy. Uh, he's he's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so he did a live concert. We got an invitation. We went. Uh, it's not my cup of tea. I always go just for appearances, but it's I don't enjoy it. Well, you're a socialite. Much. I get it. Yeah. You have to yeah. see and be seen, etc. Right. I'm wearing my flannel and my jeans, and people are yeah. wearing gowns. I'm just like, let's just watch this. And and I'm and I always I don't know. You're a modern Jay Gatsby. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I'm just trying to fit in, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, this other guy was like, "Oh yes, I was playing piano across the street." I was like, "I know piano. I can do a fucking. I, I mean, I can do Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer." You do the little like, chopsticks. Yeah, and he's like, "Can you?" And I was like, "I mean, I could when I was seven, but it's like riding a bike, right? You don't need no fucking practice." <laughs> like, eh, true. But anyway, that's not even that's not what got me in trouble. What got me in trouble is so we had an after party afterwards, and there was a lot of kids, and I don't know what the fuck. So we showed up like a little bit late. Even though it's like next door, like we went home and I was like, I just need a break and then we'll show up late, you know. And when I get there in the corner of the yard, there's a bunch of kids. And in the corner of the yard, the kids are just digging a hole to fucking China. I mean, just a huge, huge, deep hole. And I was telling anyone that would listen, like, you know, I know a guy that died like that little kid. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like died in a hole. I was like, yeah, died in a hole. There was some kids in Niceville, Florida. Who dug in a hole behind the Arby's? Yeah, and I—I I mean, I don't—I wasn't there, but the words I heard to describe it were ISIS-like. Yeah, and uh, one of the kids was in one of the tunnels, 
it collapsed and he died. Nice. And everyone was like, tee hee hee. I'm like, it's not a fucking joke. <laughs> How do they do? So, okay. That happened in Pace, too, growing up. But it was because they were at, like, a clay pit right. digging into, like, the wall. Of no, a don't do that. Like, of a cliff. <laughs> those kids deserve to die. I mean, I, I know those are real they people, but... They didn't deserve to live. I'll say that much. That's what, yeah, that's what I said. And they were like, these are friends of us? Like, do you think I am friends with people that dig holes dig for holes behind fun? Arby's. <laughs> the holes behind Arby's, you know? I don't even... I'm not even friends with people that go to Arby's, much less <laughs> are doing extracurricular activities there. <laughs> I don't even drive past Arby's, let alone, like, loiter... Yeah, and try to fuck around in there, you know. But I kept being like, I was like, yeah, you see, that? like, like her kid was like seven or whatever. And I was like, that's how you die. That kid's a fucking goner. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you use those exact words? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, 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 oh, I, I see your kid digging the hole. Don't worry, that'll be his grave. If you like this, keep going. <laughs> At least you won't have to pay to have him buried. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Apparently, I'm the bad guy. Missy was like, why did you tell that story four times? I was like, I, I, every time I see that hole, I got to let people know they're dangerous. I I mean, honestly, normally, obviously, I, I, I side against you and right. anything involving like social interaction. But on this right. one, I think you're the voice of uh, of warning. You're the, you know, cautionary tale. I'm, I am the guy doing his own research on holes yeah. here to tell you that they can't be trusted. You're Big, the Jordan. You're the Jordan Peterson of the violin show after party. Exactly. Big shovel wants you to think that these holes are fucking safe. Wait, did but they have they a are, shovel? Huh? Did they have a shovel? They had shovels. Like they were. What? They were. It wasn't just. It. This was not an amateur operation. Okay. Who? Okay. And it was the violin guy's house. Yeah. And he wasn't like beating the shit out of these children it was it was it was strange i'm like i'm looking over there and just in the corner of the yard are just a bunch of kids with full-on like tools yeah just digging a six foot wide hole in the dude's backyard and i was like see that's the problem with kids these days i gotta got my ass weared out for that yeah well i'll tell you this like they're foreigners right so and they're like uh so it's okay to dig holes in their yard i think they just don't understand put them in internment camps from well he's german Right. Oh, it's his so, kids? He's German, and his kids are half Asian, so I think he was just afraid to start another hate crime. Yeah, like, I mean, you got the whole axis of evil there, so of course they're going to get up to no good. <laughs> they're probably under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, wait, wait. So it was his kids, though. The it, was his, it was a bunch of kids. His kid was in the mix. Okay, you know? that's... I thought... That, see, I didn't picture them as having kids. They seem like the interesting couple, which the oh. interesting couple can't really have kids. Obviously, that weighs you right. down. That kind of ruins right. your life and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you can't seem to have our friends. Kids. Yeah. Oh, they're... Um, and honestly, they were... They stopped being interesting the second they started, like, having unprotected sex. That's why... Yeah. Game over. I was like, wrap that thing up, because you are boring. Yeah, and I can't, you know, condoms are expensive, so I'm more of like, just get a bunch of MRIs done, and you should be good. But uh, I just take uh, really hot baths. Yeah, every day. No, uh, okay, but that's far less egregious, I think, now knowing that they had a child. Oh, you thought it was just random kids showed up? I thought, like, like, people's kids came over to the house. Oh, no, I I I wouldn't even have waited for approval. I just would have booted them. You know, yeah, that would be wild. I would have done a um, flying kick down into the hole and just stomp him start, into start it. Dirt into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just in there like a fucking antlion, grabbing their legs and dragging them in. 
you, sh- you should have woken the bees up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those things. So, like, yeah, Missy, Missy, like, we come back, and she's like, why did you tell that story four times? And I was like, I would just grab random people apart and be like, you guys got to watch out for those holes. Let me tell you about a guy I know that died like that. Yeah, well, again, I think that you're in the right here. Um, Good. And I also have a tangential question based off of my mm. own comment that mm. now I'm wondering about. If you just... If you wake the bees up and throw a bunch of sugar on them, will the bees attack them? Could you like use that? Uh, like if, we're, if you're asking a serious question, the answer is no. The bees uh-huh. will not attack them. But the bees, I have noticed that anything that's honey-related, yeah. the bees will be drawn to. So if you uh, squirt honey on them, you might. If you squirt attacked. honey, those kids are going to have some bees coming at them. Nice. And uh, I especially have found that if you spill mead on a child... Yeah. That the bees all I, I got you know, I mean because we'll be drunk drink, angry bees. We'll be drinking in the backyard and then people get really drunk, so they're sloshing, they're spilling it everywhere, and I'm like, Don't worry about it. I got gallons of this stuff just fucking yeah. splashing around and then the next day the ground is covered in bees. Yeah. And then they become D V bees because they're yeah. drunk. <laughs> uh, they become delinquents. Yeah. That's fun. But yeah. Yeah. So Ooh, can I complain about politics? Yeah. Unless we want to talk more about putting kids in holes. No, no, I've, I've said my piece. We okay. had, I had, I, I, I honestly, I can't do more fighting about it. We had a whole evening thing dedicated yeah. to You're quote unquote out. morbid stories at parties. Yeah, I think they liven up a party. Um, the state of Utah. Okay. No one really pays attention to the politics here. I would imagine for the most part. Kind uh, of a backwater. No. If you will. Uh. Check this out. So they're redistricting, or they're like uh, they're like proposing redistricting for congressional districts. Yeah. yeah, of course. Which I'm no stranger to. Right. I think I may have whined about it to you when I lived in New Braunfels. I had two buddies. One of them lived about two blocks away, and one lived about a mile away, and we were mm-hmm. all three in different congressional districts, all in the same little town. Right. Um, which is insane. The way they are trying to redistrict Utah, there will be four congressional representatives right mm-hmm. in the house all four of them will have a piece of salt lake city interesting and then just the rest and, of the and state spreading out to the rest of the state so it's like they all come in grab some of it and then dilute the like right. d voters mm. that are in salt lake city by grabbing them like literally thousands of square miles of just of, desert of yeah we're Bullshit. like yeah, where hill people live, like mm. like fundy Mormons and stuff. You know, the really fucking crazy ones. Right. FLDS. It's interesting. I, I I know with gerrymandering. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's so so the so the goal is to for every for every three city Salt Lakeians, you add seven Hicks and roll. Which is insane because like the point more. of a representative is to kind of have like a homogenous group. Not obvious. It's, it's obviously will it will never happen. But is the idea is like okay, I represent. The people of Salt Lake City, for instance, or the people of right. Southern Utah, right? If I represent remote. my district, yeah. which is you know distinct. You know, Versus, it should be it, it should be a group of people. I don't know right. if I would say like minded, but certainly something. I, I guess common. attempt for that, you know, something in common that like, they all. I represent the, the coal miner district, and then we have a, a congressman that represents the elites. You know, and then exactly. someone who represents the Jews, and then there's yeah, the Mexican yeah. congressman. You know, I mean that is how. Yeah, it should break down. That's why it's usually regional versus like right. these squiggly ass lines drawn across. Yeah, so it's all just map. white people and all the Mexican Jews and blacks and Asians. They're just kind of 
disenfranchised. Yeah. yeah. They they gather up enough you scoop a wide enough net of white people right. in the in the hills, then you can like you know, dilute these inner city thugs, hooligans, whatever right. you want to yeah, call them. Yeah, yeah, no, you got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. I mean Texas was just as bad. Like Dan Crenshaw's district is famously insane. Yeah. Like Ridiculous. he like reaches in for like part of Houston and then it like goes out into the suburbs, but it's like yeah. this little finger. They're like, all right, there's a bunch of blacks here, so I'm gonna like let's get let's get rid of them. Let's make them Dan Crenshaw's blacks. They become Dan Crenshaw's blacks, uh, mm-hmm. obviously against their will, um, because Houston <laughs> should obviously have a handful of D reps, but they don't because of shit like that. It's mm. very fun. I don't know, pisses me off, but that's in the news right now. There, it's proposed. Everyone's super mad about it, obviously. Well, I'm starting. Enough. I'm starting to stop caring about politics now that, yeah, uh, which is probably where I was, and it's probably what the Republicans want. You know, yeah. I, I'm just waiting for Hillary 2.0 to come up, where I'm just like, I'm fucking out of here. I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore. Let him. Let him. It's gonna be Hillary 2.0, which will probably be a uh, Chelsea. Who? Chelsea. Oh no! I was gonna say, um, who's the VP right now? Kamala oh, Harris. Kamala, Kamala Harris. Kamala, I, I, I keep thinking there's going to be a Kamala Harris, Michelle Obama ticket. And yeah. I'm just going to be like, yeah, sure. Okay. And then, it, and then coming from the Republican side, it's literally Hitler's reanimated corpse. I'll yeah. be like, I'm not voting. I don't know. It's all the same to me. <laughs> like, uh, they shouldn't have done that to Bernie. <laughs> that's right. I mean, they shouldn't have. Um, uh, speaking of people coming back from the dead, <laughs> who's let's do it. Uh, JFK Jr. Oh shit! Did he make it? Did he come back? No, I didn't. no. Did you, I, for for those of you who are unaware, well, an absurd number of people, and I mean absurd. Like if there had been thirty people, you would have been like, "Well, that's that's dumb amount, but that's a reasonable amount." We're talking yeah. absurd number of people have somehow been convinced that JFK Jr. not only faked his death for some fucking reason. Has been in hiding the whole time for some fucking reason, but was also going to stage his return yeah. on the anniversary of his father's death. Makes sense. Uh, at the place where he was murdered. Well, no, weren't to they announce like, they were a couple weeks off from his death because his death was November twenty third, right? Se- yeah, twenty third. Right? Okay, 20, yeah. 20, 20, I knew it was 23rd. in November, but I was like, why do they keep saying like, yeah, yeah. today's the day he's going to show up on the grassy knoll. Because yeah, it was last week, and, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was the, the third. third. I don't know. They were off by like three weeks. All right. I, I'm just trying. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, because I read an entire book from Stephen King on this, so I don't. Well, and yet, I still don't remember the day. Uh, it was tw- eleven twenty three sixty whatever sixty something sixty. I don't know when he died. If you type in JFK assassination, the first thing that comes up like is JFK assassination game. Called JFK Reloaded, so I'm gonna check that first. Eleven twenty two sixty three. Oh my god! So there's still that's not for another fifteen. November twenty second. Actually, funny. So let's come back to QAnon. But before I, I, I've never heard of this before. There's but a game J- where you shoot JFK. JFK Reloaded is a historical simulation game released on eleven twenty second two thousand four. It's a first person shooter game. Oh no! Where you reenact. You, the JFK Reloaded puts the player in the role of Lee Harvey Oswald, oh, no. who was found by five U.S. government investigations to have been the Kennedy assassin. Like, I, yeah, all right. Should be funny. a funny twist to that game, though, mm. if it was impossible to actually win, just to like <laughs> show that like the CIA did it. 
<laughs> like you, you pull the second shot, and it has a realistic timing to pull, you know, to, to chamber and then a sight yeah. in, you know? And yeah. it's like, oh, do you didn't realize that branch was in the way for the first two seconds? <laughs> this is impossible. Um, that's funny. Um, bu- 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 yeah, but so it, well, an it was absurd- supposed to be that weird guy. It was supposed to be the weird guy uh, that Vincent something, whatever his name is. Vincent I know Post- that there's a guy who they keep thinking was JFK Jr. That looks nothing like him. It looks nothing like him. Is honestly he looks ugly. Italian as fuck. Yeah. Goofy looking fucking dude who yeah. was like, I'm mysterious, but see, that doesn't make any sense because if he had shown up at least and be like, yeah, I'm JFK Jr., you might have had like. Um, so, if there would have been some delivery at least. So, so, then, you know. It shows like, you how racist the right is hmm? that they're mistaking. It shows you how racist the right is right now, especially the extreme right, that hmm. they're mistaking an. Uh, an Italian guy for an Irish guy just because they're both POCs. Like, <laughs> come they, on. Don't, they don't know the difference. They can't tell the difference. Like, both yeah. of you guys aren't quite white. Yeah. You guys are the so eggshell of human beings, you know, and we, we don't know. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. The, the, the idea that JFK has been fighting a secret war, it's just a fantasy. It, it, I wish I could understand it. I had the level of brain damage where I could go to bed at night consoled by the idea that JFK Jr. has been fighting a secret war in the trenches against the pedophiles, you know, uh, James Bond style, and was just waiting for this moment to be like, and guess what? Trump, JFK Jr. to 2024. Hell yeah. God damn, it's fucking rocks. If he really came back from the dead, I mean, you got to vote for him, though, right? I got to. I got to. I don't care if Michelle Obama is running for president. I still got to go. I got to go with... With JFK the, Jr., who, if I'm not mistaken, never held office or has any political experience whatsoever. Uh, no, I don't think he did. Yeah. He, he was supposed to, you know. He was like a golden boy or whatever, I think, until mm-hmm. he tragically crashed his plane. Um, Died in a plane crash is all I really know about it. I, I thought know. he was flying it. Maybe he wasn't. Um, do you know what's funny is I was looking up the JFK Jr. thing, and they've already moved on. So, like, oh, as God. of uh, Friday. Of course. The QAnon believers have settled on a new person. Who must be JFK Jr. Mm. And it is, of course, none other than Keith Keith Richards in disguise. <laughs> Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones. Yes. Is secretly JFK Jr. That's correct. And has been keeping it a secret. Yeah. So that he could become one of the world's most famous and photographed rock stars on the planet. Yes, they also, I'm reading the Esquire article now, it's getting a little off the rails, but they also believe that um, Mick Jagger is actually Michael Jackson in disguise. (laughs) (laughs) Like, surely those two people have been in the same place before. (laughs) At the same time. Well, I mean, where QAnon is in their sci-fi bullshit... Yeah. Like, it could easily be that, like, Michael Jackson murdered the original Mick Jagger, and then because he had all... I'm just guessing... I, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm guessing that because of all his experience with um, plastic surgery, that yeah. by that point, the doctors were like, okay, we're going to fix your skin, we're going to fake your death through... What, what, what did he die? Fentanyl poisoning? Or, yeah. Uh, 
Overdosing? Uh, fentanyl overdose, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Michael Jackson, you're reaching the end of your life. You spent most of it uh, being accused of being a giant fucking pedophile. So what we're going to do now is we're going to kill Kate, uh, Mick Jagger. We're going to fake your death, and we're going to make you look like a 70-year-old fucking ghost. You know the funniest part about it? So I just I wanted to read more about this. Yeah, give it to me. Uh, they had a song together. At one point. <laughs> so at one point, they were both in the same room. It's, uh, that's funny. And recording it. But maybe it was, you know, spoofing the voice. I will say there's been a few instances where... Huh? It's probably because Mick Jagger looks so fucking weird now. But he always uh, looked weird, so... Yeah, he never had, like, a... He was never a... He's never a handsome man. Well, I mean, yeah. His, his sex appeal, yeah, came clearly from the uh, art. He always looked like moves. an anthropomorphized pug. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but I guess which seems I, weird because it, it seemed like too. it seemed like uh, Michael Jackson always wanted to become like when you stretch putty over your knee. Yeah. So Hot. it seems it seems like Michael Jackson desperate to stretch his face out to its limits. Mick Jagger too much face. Yes. So it doesn't make sense that I is it just because their names are both M and J. Oh, there you have it. Mick Jagger, Mike Jackson. Jackson. They're like, yeah, yeah. that's all. They're, uh, honestly, I bet you I like the idea of that being enough to string a theory together. They're like, I hope that that's it. I hope that's it. Like, they're like, so, and I, you know what I hope? I hope it's real. I hope that that's the logic that was there. Like, Michael Jackson schedules a meeting with Mick Jagger. He's like, what's this? You want me to babysit your tiger? And he's like, no. (sighs) Okay, listen. Obviously, I just keep getting accused of raping kids, and I got to get rid of that somehow. So here's what I suggest. I'm going to fake my death. I become you, and then you become someone even more famous somehow. We don't know who Mick Jagger has possessed but michael jackson took mick jagger's place and mick jagger took someone else's place i'm sure yeah and i'm trying uh, to read more about it i can't find rolling and mick Mick jagger's just like wait a minute why wouldn't you so i have to go become someone else and you have to become me why don't you just become someone else and i stay me and michael jackson's like listen mick jagger mike jackson and mick jagger's like yeah you're right <laughs> that fucking that that makes all uh, sense I, I don't know you, you convinced me how are we gonna how are we gonna teach your chimp to like <laughs> and like and don't worry the chimp is gonna be like what verifies it people are gonna see the chimp you know hanging out with my dead body they're gonna be like that's clearly where mike jackson is i guess the i sorry i found out why they really they believe okay. that some of the obvious signs are that Mick Jagger is looking healthy again not like his usual Skeletor so it's a mix of it's somehow a mix of him actually being Michael Jackson who always looked very healthy famously right yeah Michael Jackson who who was the pinnacle of health and then also some adrenochrome naturally Mm. oh yeah well Um, adrenochrome is like silly putty I do like the idea of tying adrenochrome harvesting from children into the Michael Jackson story to be honest. I mean, you got to put it into up. everything. It's, it's, well, that actually makes sense. Because right. then, like, suddenly, you know, oh, that's why he was hanging out with the kids. Oh, right. And that's why he with. had all those roller coasters, because he had to get them good and scared. You get them so scared. And then, right. yeah, it gets their adrenochrome glands really good and throbbing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
milk the shit out of it. God, you just feel it on their neck or whatever the fuck those cr- glands are. He's like, yeah, that's feeling nice and turgid. Man, our society is in decay. <laughs> is, that, is that your leading? Are we getting yeah. into Isaiah? Are we doing it? All right. All right. There you go. We, so, need a, we need a prophet to come in that, here and sweep this shit up. Yeah, you're right. Society's in decay. It's the end times. We need <laughs> we need JFK Jr. That was another part of it. Is and that's what kind of what we're going to lead in today. Apparently, part of the argument was that JFK has the line of Christ in him. Naturally, the Irish, the Irish Jewish, the Irish Jewish uh, <laughs> line of Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes sense. And um, this was going to be the second coming of Christ, reuniting with Trump's line, Trump Christ. They would yeah. then merge their two houses the under the White House. Specimen. <laughs> yeah, the perfect, the perfect JFK Jr. post plane crash and Trump post McDonald's. Yeah, finally the joining forces as we definitely need them. Yeah, this is what Stephen Paddock was trying to stop. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put some more cards on the table <laughs> yeah yeah this is a just mix them all in because it's all connected right this yeah. is what steven paddock was trying to warn us that jfk jr was coming back oh no i was making him the bad guy but yeah oh, if he can be the good guy that's cool too. oh you think steven paddock was trying to stop the line of christ yeah oh he's a government agent no i think it's funnier if he was trying to help okay if he was like <laughs> anti-cia china he's like because well, country was, music was brainwashing and deluding us and so he was trying to put a stop to it. <laughs> well, you know, it's like how when JFK got assassinated, Bush Sr. was like, just so you guys are aware, I'm not near Dallas right now. You know, we need that distraction, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because Bush yeah. Sr. was obviously doing something even crazier. That's what they do. So Holy shit. Bush Sr. is Stephen Paddock. That's exactly where I'm going with this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so actually, no, no, because Bush Sr. is who Mick Jagger is from. So Bush Sr. Uh, Bush Sr. became Stephen Paddock. And then when Stephen Paddock had to die, he yes. took on Mick Jagger. And then Mick Jagger became No no wait. This isn't making any sense. Mick no, it makes G- sense. <laughs> Bush Sr. became Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger became Stephen Paddock. Stephen Paddock. And then probably put on one of those FBI masks and then became James Comey. Yeah, like the uh, the Mission Impossible thing. Right, yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. That's right. what happened. Well, you but can't see it, audience, but I'm he, nodding my head furiously. So yeah, yeah, up. so he was, it was a false flag to shoot up those concert goers to distract yeah. them from that one final, because you know when you pull that adrenochrome, the kids just scream like fucking crazy, uh, so he had to cover it up because it was in the basement of that Nevada hotel, yes. and they were, the kids were screaming because they were getting their adrenochrome drilled out of them. And they needed some more screams to cover it up so people wouldn't get the police involved. So Bush Sr. shot up. This is all way too concert. grounded. This is way too, <laughs> this is way too based in reality. I that's, uh, that's, that's how I go with it. That's what I think it's, happened. This is too normal, Cole. You can't convince me. Get Joe Rogan on the phone. I want him to. <laughs> uh, as well, since we had sort of a false start there, a little football terminology yeah, for back you to, uh, uh back to the, the matter at hand which is that our society is obviously in decay and has been since humanity was founded that was um, smooth and that's what isaiah was trying to handle <laughs> he had he was trying to get a grip on that right. 
Um, that's the, by the way, this is the Relations Podcast. I'm Grant. I'm Cole. And we are starting a new book today. I'm excited. Um, we've been a little inconsistent, right? Some of it was technical issues. Some of it was just laziness or life events. Uh, I want to say, though, that what we've been going through as a podcast isn't so much our fault as a metaphor for what the Bible has been up to lately. Right. That it's it's at fault. I blame Biden. Yeah. Well, yes. I think we're now entering what I will humbly call our golden era. Right. Uh, A renaissance, if you Mm -hmm. will. Um, The Bible, I think, is about to get fun again. I like where this book starts off. I don't know. You know, we'll get into that in a minute. But it's a really cool read. Um. And it's the kind of doom and gloom that we need now, right? And as always, it's women's fault. Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, that is going to be the punctuation <laughs> on, this, <laughs> on this story. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start off in this new book, Isaiah. Um, uh, briefly, let's go over a little bit of what's happening here. This is uh, dubiously written by uh, a man named Isaiah Ben Amaz, or Isaiah, son of Amaz. Do we? Um, who is that, by the way? Like, do we have he's any backstory? Just a prophet. He's just a fucking prophet. Isn't in the eighth century BC? Because my Bible, I thought he was mentioned in the past. Hold on, is Amos well, mentioned in like Judges or during? Uh, see, I didn't check that. Kings. Let's pop that off real quick. Because this is obviously uh, Isaiah's life does coincide with the yeah. story of Kings. Okay. So um, he's from, he's in Second Kings in nineteen two, uh, nineteen twenty and twenty one. So let me. Uh, Isaiah is, but it's only Amaz is only mentioned as the father of Isaiah. He doesn't have his own bylines or anything like that. Um, and so it was when King Hags. This is nineteen, and so yeah. uh, Kings. Two, second Kings 19, and so it was when King Hezekiah heard it, that he tore his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the house of the Lord. Then he sent Eliakim, who was over the household, Shebna the scribe, and the elders with the priests, covered with sackcloth, to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amoz. Yes, so we already heard about this guy. We got like a little bit of a, a sample of him. Um, and the... Again, what the the typical at the church Bible teaching is that he wrote this whole fucking book, right? He's the prophet. This is all those prophecies. However, as has been the case, I think, in almost every book we've read, it's clearly not the case. Um, Scholars, biblical scholars unanimously agree uh, that there is at least two writers to this. I think the, the... the main theory now, according to Wikipedia, at least, I don't have my fucking Google book anymore. I lost it in the move. What? I mean, it's somewhere. Anyways, maybe I can find it before our next episode, because I bet he has some good shit on this. But it seems that like one of the, the mainstream ideas is that it's three different writers. One very well may have been closer to the time of these kings, um, but most of it appears to be during or after the exile. Um, and it's it's very clear, especially, I believe, as you get to the end of the book, that this stuff is written um, as a post-exile. It's like it's more remarking on what you've, they've been through versus these this, uh, you know, apocalyptic uh, prophecies of what's going to happen. Right. It kind of starts with things that are very 
they seem babylonic, babylonic, babylonic. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense as far as being at least contemporary with Hezekiah's time, which is where Ishmael claims to be from. Yeah. Or Isaiah, Isaiah. But um, as we get later and later in the book, words start changing, things start changing. It starts taking more of a Palestinian vibe. Yeah. Um, so it becomes kind of like, yeah, that, there's no way that kind of happened. But who knows? Um, another interesting thing, and I want to po- this is sort of spoilery, but I want to point it out now because I don't know if it's going to jump out at me when I'm reading it. But mm. according to most scholars, the Messiah that's re- constantly referred to, which of course Christians believe is their own Messiah, uh, mm. Jesus, is probably referring to um, the Persians, like. Mm. Uh, who who rescue who by wiping out the the awful Babylonians and all that kind of was you know it was a much more lenient um, suzerain to have over your your little right I mean state we'll, we'll we'll get into that we'll get into what is a messiah I mean, he let them what go is, home right what is the That's, messiah's goals yeah yeah he like let he reinstated Jews as like the leaders of Jerusalem and Judea. So, anyways, we'll get into all that as we I mean, go. the cost of the Messiah's had about 2,000 years to marinate, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, the the idea that, like, I, I, I think it's possible that, at least in the Babylonian exile, there would be the idea that, like, don't worry, you know, something's going to come and rebuild Jerusalem and bring it back, right? Yeah. And the Persians did do that, kind of, you know? Yeah. Uh it's and the then, guy at Whataburger in his varsity jacket that's like, don't worry, we're going to get a call from the NFL any right. day now. Right. And then thousands of years later, as you look back and be like, well, you know, Jerusalem did get destroyed. So obviously that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't rebuilding Jerusalem to its peak and a shining hill on the sea, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's obviously it couldn't be that because we now know that they got their asses kicked. Yeah. So. It couldn't True. possibly be. We must We must have missed it, right, which is something we see a lot with doomsday cults, you know? They're like, oh, shit, it's the fucking end of the world, and it doesn't happen. They're like, must have misread it. Yeah. Just give it a minute. Actu- it's actually, coming. Actually, it's uh, Keith Richards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Change of plans. All right, let's um, get into it. Let's do it. Chapter one. Uh, kicking off. Now, the way that, uh, the you know, first off, it mentioned verse one. It's talking about who's writing it, right? It tells us it's Isaiah, and it says that he did this during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. So you probably guys probably remember some of those names at least. I would hope if you were fucking paying attention, you little worms. Uh, kings those, of Judah. Those were kings of Judah. Uh, as we were going through those books, they were sort of as things were wrapping up. I think Hezekiah was like the last good one, right? I believe. Um. I think that's what that's my gut sound, says. That feels right because, like, yeah. by the time you get to Joachim and shit, it's it's off the rails. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Um. So he starts with uh, basically, and and a lot of what we're going to read today, at least, is Isaiah quoting God. So acting as a as a voice, right, as a spokesperson. It's not he's saying this isn't me per se, but he's saying the Lord has spoken, and then boom, we go into quotations. And then every now and then Isaiah will hop back in and have like his own little commentary on it and then go right back into God words. Um, so it opens up and basically it's just God berating the shit out of the Jews, which to me is funny because, you know, it has this whole idea of, of like, Oh, you know, you're, uh, 
you're a bunch of brood of evildoers, your children given to corruption, you know, uh, you rebelled against me, all this stuff, all this, all this, uh, you know, addressing down. But think about what they were going through then. Like, they were handed a nonstop line of just the shittiest kings. Well, right? let's let, let's give a little bit more context. I just looked it okay. up. Cause I, okay. Because I, I knew I was close. Okay. So it's Ahaz, Hezekiah, Manasseh. Right? Okay. okay. Ahaz was an evil king who brought Jerusalem low. Uh, and I can't remember... Ahaz and Hezekiah, it's around that time that northern Israel is destroyed by the Assyrians. Okay. Which would have sent massive shockwaves. Like, yeah. that's around the time where you're like, oh, shit, a bunch of Jews just got carted off. Actually, most of us, you yeah. know. Uh, Hezekiah's reign was noted because he was the one that tried to put the last breaks towards de- the, uh, the decline of their society. He's the he one that enacted the religious hope. reform. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He enacted religious reform. He and, forbade and any it, worship that wasn't Yahweh, etc. Isn't it God that says to him, like, yeah, don't worry, because you're good. I'm going to make your life good. But as soon as you're dead, shit's right. going downhill for all your children. So Right. And then that one was Manasseh, the son of Hezekiah, who was one of the worst kings. If I'm not mistaken, is Manasseh the one that um, sacrifices his kid? Like, that's the final. That's right. Yeah, I think so. And that's when God's like, all right, fuck it. Flips the fucking chess table over. All right. Uh, according to Second Chronicles, Manasseh was on one occasion brought in chains to the Assyrian king, presumably for disloyalty. So that was when they were already... Because I remember Hezekiah was the one that had to melt down the gold from the temple doors to pay a um, tribute to Assyria, begging them not to attack. Yes. So I was like, thing, things are bad when you have to sell your rings. Yeah, that's that's when it's bad bad times in the neighborhood. Okay, so just so just be aware, Isaiah exists at a time frame where Jerusalem is just getting its ass kicked. And they're like, but aren't we God's chosen people? How are we getting our ass kicked by a bunch of dirty Assyrians? Right? What's the deal with that? Um, and, and so we never, t- throughout Chronicles and Kings, and I guess kind of the point is to talk just about the leaders and what they're up to, you don't hear a lot about what the people are doing. Right? It doesn't right. really zoom in on the little man. Now what we're learning, at least according to Isaiah, is that they suck dick too. They're just <laughs> awful. Um, but I don't know how much I buy that. I guess specifically when I say that, I mean, if all of your leaders are these awful people that God handpicked, like, you know, let's right. face it, God picked these people. He, they had no say in it. Um, he and specifically demons. is protecting. Yes. And in fact, even the ones that were super shitty, like the Ahab line up in, in Omni and all that, mm-hmm. Omri, those guys God picked to be a punishment. So, like, you give the people these awful leaders that are going to treat them like shit and do horrible things, and then you get mad at the people when they're, like, not the best people. I don't I, I Let's get into it, because we're going to talk about searching for leadership and kind of God's fuck-around ways of doing it. But, just, but as we're going into it, just understand, Jerusalem is being laid low. And Isaiah is sort of a doomsayer. Yes. Here's here's basically what's happening. Um, the ox knows its master. The donkey, <laughs> its owner's manager. But Israel does not know. My people do not understand. So it's like even a dumbass animal knows how to follow its fucking boss, right? Right. Israel? No. You guys are pieces of shit. 
Um, he's going through, he's like, why do we got to keep doing this? Why are you rebelling? You know, do you realize how bad it, the reason that your life sucks is because of the choices you're making. Uh, God is furious. Um, but what he does say as, as he goes through this list of all their, their, you know, his grievances with the people, he's like, but there is still the daughter of Zion, right? She is left. She is. And I love this imagery. Daughter of Zion is left. Like a hut in a cucumber field. <laughs> Which yeah. well, that just makes me picture. I mean, don't yeah. say lighthouse. Don't say, you know, palace. I want right. to think about a hut in a cucumber A field. hut. And I saw that and I was like, that's an interesting feel. Are you saying because cucumbers look like dicks? Oh, Is that what he's getting at? I, I don't get it. Because like if it you said a, f- a rose among thorns, I would understand it. But a hut among cucumbers. It's because this is before they had the eggplant emoji. Mm, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> as a booth in a vineyard, as a hut in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city, unless the Lord of Hosts had left us a very small remnant, we would become like Sodom. We would have been made like Gomorrah. So basically, he's like, "Yeah, things are bad. Your 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 homes are burned. Your fields are slashed. Right? It's your fault. But, yeah. If it hadn't been for God, we'd be even worse." And our women are just barely holding on, and even now you guys still kind of suck. Yeah. Which to me, and- to me, I, I don't know. Well, let's continue on because I, I, to me, it feels like one of those like bullshit televangelists who's like, "Look at how bad things are. Like, gas is expensive, and uh, you know why? TikTok girls." It's like I, I don't, I like I, yeah. You can deal okay. with your vices on your own, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Why do you yeah, even know like, what a TikTok girl is? It's like, have you ever seen like one of those like Trump guys? Like, look at how bad things are. This country's ruined. I'm like, well, what's the deal? He's like, women are dressing skinky. I'm like, yeah, I don't. You oh, seem no. crazy the way you say it. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like a person who's grounded in reality. It seems like someone who has a very myopic view of what is actually going on in society. You know? Yeah, and let's face it, things are great in the rest of the world, right? Yeah, they're out there sinning, fucking sucking, whatever. Right. Fucking having the greatest empires of all time. No big deal. You're going to blame TikTok girls? We don't even have universal health care. Like, what, what, what are we, we playing about? <laughs> it's, it's just funny to me to think that, like, as this is happening, you know, we're, we're getting closer to the, the you know, we're, this is what, like 800 BCE or, or what have you, 700 BCE. And it's like, man, this idea that, like, they're taking part in these, like, you know, pagan religions and stuff all the pagans are out there having a great fucking time is that does is god making them have a great time and have giant successful empires just to piss off the jews (laughs) i think that's their argument is like yeah notice how the assyrians are kicking the shit out of us because we don't worship god enough and it's like it sure seems like the assyrians who have never worshiped god and who are now killing his people seem to be doing pretty well isn't that funny yeah, I don't know. They seem to be doing okay. They seem to be the ones burning fields and shit. <laughs> I don't it know. Really, it really is kind of confusing, but whatever. It, it'd be like, you know, if, uh, if if you don't worship God more, a bunch of atheists are going to come and buy out your business and leave you destitute. I'm like, okay. But, <laughs> cool. So the, the if I don't become more Christian, I'll get uh, God's going to punish me by having my ass kicked by the people who absolutely hate Christians. God because yeah. I don't love him enough. This is Honestly, some fucked up logic, man. As an investor, I'm saying short the Jews. 
Just go become, <laughs> go become a Persian. Right. Bet on God lifting the Persians up to punish the Jews because they can't stop fucking up. Right. They can't stop it. Um, Short uh, here Jerusalem. We go. That's my that's my line for the week. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give an ear to the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me, says the Lord? I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or goats. Uh, Basically, like, you guys all fucking are god-awful. I don't buy it. That's what he does love. He fucking loves that shit. It's got to be his only rule. It's going to... It it explains it in... I know. I know, I know. You're devil's advocate, ironically. Uh, But uh, there's going to be a couple of verses later that explain... The rest of the chapter, kind of to 21 kind of explains that the whole point is like he's like yeah i don't want to hear any of your sacrifices you guys suck like you're coming up here and i just look at you guys and you're awful and yet you're still you know sort of uh, what do you call it pantomining a pious people like oh look at us we're sacrificing i'm there every sunday i'm in church i'm doing my donations you know and then I go home and I rate my goat, you know. Yeah. And God's like, fine. that's not, that's fine, you know. I, I don't, I don't want your fucking sacrifice. It's honestly patronizing to me that you're gonna do all these sacrifices and be like, oh, look at me, I'm doing this for God. When the second I you turn your back, you're f- fucking up. Yeah, I don't care how good you go down on me if you're not right. gonna do the dishes. You know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just drawing right. from my own life. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this uh, Tumblr post that was. Uh, have you ever seen Steven Universe? I don't know if you're going to get it. Uh, I have never watched that show, uh, but I'm, you don't, I know it exists. All right. So the premise of Steven Universe. I'm gonna. This is going to be a little bit of a tangent, and it's going to have very little payoff. But I'm going to do it anyway. I love it. But uh, the, the, the 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 premise of Steven Universe is it's kind of like a sort of gender fluid sort of non-binary cartoon about conflict and PTSD. It touches on a lot of adult issues, blah, blah, blah. But the main antagonists of the entire show are essentially space Nazis run by a bunch of superpowers. Nice. And the theme of the show is primarily forgiveness and um, finding solutions to problems that are not violence. He sort of, Stephen, the main protagonist, enters into at the end of a war and basically tries to stop the war by stopping the violence and trying to merge peace. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. The point is, at the end of the show, there's the final conflict and they decide that they're all just going to make nice. And people were like, so they're Nazi apologetics? And it was like, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. If, if you could have ended World War II by being like, hey, wait a minute, Germany. You guys are wrong. And they were like, shucks, you know what? I didn't think about it that way. All right, we're just going to go back to Berlin. You can have France back. We're <laughs> sorry. You know, but the funny thing was the guy who like was Candace saying Owen it. Like Candace Owens said. Huh? As long as you keep, it's like Candace Owens said, just keep it in your own country. Yeah, just do, you know, just as long as you learned your lesson about crossing borders, you know, you do it there. Yeah. That's fine. But don't come over here to yeah. do it. You know, don't, don't rub it in my face. Um, but. <laughs> It turned out that the guy who was saying it had, like, assaulted a kid at a Walmart, you know? And they're like, all right, yes. so if you... And basically, people were, like, shit on him, like, hey, you know, if you're the kind of person that beats up children, I don't really give a shit about your opinion 
about a child's television show being problematic. <laughs> you are actually garbage. I don't really, I don't give a shit. And he's like, are you saying it's not, I, I'm not qualified to talk about how bad Nazis and they're like, yeah, I just don't give a shit what you say because you beat up children. <laughs> and I was like, this is exactly like what Isaiah's saying, you know? I don't want to be on your side as it turns yeah, out. <laughs> if you're coming over here trying to give me your good gifts, but you're a piece of shit, I don't care. Big facts. Take your problematic speech elsewhere, bucko. <laughs> Capiche? Man, the the drama of children's cartoons and the adults who enjoy them. So fun. It is actually um, the most dramatic. Like I've never seen anyone awful. get into arguments on Friends, but my God, when I'm in those My Little Pony furry uh, <laughs> fandom forums, it is, it's a no-holds-bar slugfest in there. Yikes. You love it. Um, so yeah, that's it, it is wild what's going on here. This I don't even know how exactly we got to there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he keeps on quoting God. Um, you know, hey, God doesn't want your shit anymore because you're not even worthy of sacrificing to him. And then he kind of um, he starts talking about how it's time to clean yourselves up, right? You need to uh, start doing what's right, seeking justice, defending the oppressed. And that, that does make sense, right? These are the actual bad things. So it's like, it's, you know, the sacrifices, the showing up to church or whatever means nothing to me. If you're not take, if you're not still being like a good Jew outside of outside of temple days, and that's kind of a really big Christian theme, I think. And this is this is um, one of the most I think formative books for for what Christianity becomes. A lot of uh, well, for one, they adopt a lot of this doom and gloom as to what's going to happen to the earth. Um, and then also this idea of like, you're not just going through the motions of it. You have to like be a good person all the time. You know, Jesus and the Holy Ghost are always watching your ass. That stuff. Um, wash yourselves. So, make yourselves yourself. clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Um, it's a, it's a I think we shit. can all admit that all lives matter is what he uh, really meant there. He he didn't not mean that. <laughs> um, <laughs> he gets to the end of God, of God's uh, thing, and then he kind of hops in like he's a featured rapper on a song, and he's like, "Okay, so God, you know, God just had this huge fucking rant about how much they suck and what everything they're doing wrong," and then. Isaiah himself comes in and speaks, and he says, All right, see how the faithful city has become a prostitute. She was once full of justice. Righteousness used to dwell in her, but now murderers. You know, your rulers suck. Your people suck. You know, you guys are bribing each other. It's just hell on earth. Um, and then he goes back to God. And God's like, all right, so that said, I'm going to uh, vent my wrath on my foes and avenge myself on my enemies. I'm going to turn my hands against you, purge the shit out of you, you know, remove all the impurities. Basically... Yeah, a purge. Get rid of a lot of people. You know, you're going to be reduced down to your righteousness. There's going to be a plague. Uh, something like that. Of Except knives. It's going to be. It's going to be a plague of uh, invaders and you know exile, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Do you think that's what it was like? Do you think when um, the Babylonians captured uh, Jerusalem and like took everyone away, they're like, at least it's only the good guys get taken away. All the bad guys died. We're all like, just looking at each other. We're all the good ones, right? Yeah, we're the yeah. ones that uh, we're not dead. We deserve to live. That's uh, this is God separating the wheat from the chaff. We this is good actually. That is definitely. I mean, if you're 
because we get to a part, it's not going to be up for a little bit. It's not until chapter three. But yeah, where it says, hey, if you're cool, I'm cool with you. You know, like, by the way, this only applies to the shitheads. Right. Which is a nice sentiment, I guess. Right. Because a lot of times I sit here and whine about how, well, wow, it sucks to just be like a guy because, you know, uh, the leaders are the ones that presumptively have been fucking up the most. They're the ones that are in charge and have been right. leading Israel astray. So imagine just being like a shepherd and having to deal with all that fallout. But if you're a righteous shepherd, God will probably take care of you. Um, Prop. Then it goes, yeah, God says some more stuff about how he's going to fuck everyone up. Uh, but then Isaiah comes in. He's like, hey, don't worry. Zion's going to be delivered with justice. Uh, her penitent ones uh, with the righteous. So I guess, yeah, there you go right there. I mean, ultimately, the, the, the prophecy, or if you can even call it that, because uh, it's possible that this was written, you know, post-Persian, yeah. right? Yes. So they're like, oh, by or the way, there was a guy back then. We're going to attribute it to a guy who existed during Hezekiah's time, which would make sense if you're going to write a fanfic – you would write a fanfic for the last good king, you know, the the narrative yeah. of it. During the yeah. time of the last good king of Jerusalem, there was one guy who was like, hey, guys, if we don't turn this shit around, we're going to be destroyed. But don't yeah. worry. I heard from God that we're going to be able to move back to Jerusalem, you know. Sure. Um, After I see that's it. all already happened. <laughs> Let's say that this was written when it says it was, like in the days of Hezekiah, which I, could people even write back then? I doubt it. But let's say it was. Uh, that was a joke. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, let's say that it was. The writing was on the wall, which I'm stealing from Daniel there. But it's kind of obvious what's going to happen, right? The, they're eroding. Their infrastructure's you know, going down. They're getting... These other nations are starting to get really fucking big on the horizon. They're desperately in need of an infrastructure bill, and yeah. foreign nations are slowly gaining power. I, yeah, I would say it's more like climate change. Like, there is almost mm. an assurity to it. Like, this is going to happen. Um, it, see, I almost prophetic. would put it towards, like, to me it feels like the kind of doomsday shit you see from QAnon, where... There's people talking about, like, yeah, it's the end of the days. Once the Democrats get in charge and communism sweeps and they're dragging Taylor Swift out into the field to take away her throat, you know, and rip out her singing vocals because she won't sing state-sponsored music, you know. And, uh, and I know that doesn't make sense, but I've heard that argument. Like, sure, like Taysway was like, you guys need to uh, institute health care. And they're like, girl, once communism takes over, you're not going to be able to sing anymore. Like, because that's a... A, a that's right. Response. Yeah, Their, that's right. Com the communists famously did not have uh, any films or art. And <laughs> they had no art. music. Yeah, no art. Um, but anyway, uh, although you know, whatever. What 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 Russia was doing with their uh, propaganda branches? Uh, of course, they but, did famously have a lot of good. Film. But my point is, I don't consider. I don't compare this to climate change, except in the fact that we know the outcome of it. I, I compare it to like, um, like Lauren Bobart in. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, talking about how, like, oh, well, if we don't stop, this is going to be the last free generation. Because once the Democrats take control and start microchipping all our kids and vaccinating the shit out of them so they can track them, that's, we're not going to have freedom anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. Until JFK Jr. comes back and washes it all away. Cleans us up. That makes sense. <laughs> that's 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 the analogy. <laughs> that's the modern day parable. To I can is. see it, but but here's the thing. Uh, if I my to my point, if Isaiah did write this before it happened, this did happen. I mean, Israel did get dissolved effect effectively. I don't and was never a leader on the world you know, stage until you know 
<laughs> I mean, let's let's say there's there's at least three potential happenings, right? Yeah. One, it was written prior to the Babylonic Babylonic captivity, right? Okay. And yeah. it is just some guy who got lucky. You know, there's a lot of writings at the time, and this guy goes, you know what? We're going to get captured, but we're going to come back, right? And then as the Jews are sifting through all their texts, trying to figure out what to make part of the quote-unquote uh, Talmud or what have you, they're like, oh, here's one guy who was right. And then here's 50 other scriptures and scrolls about guys talking about how it's going to be the ultimate end of days, or we're not going to get captured and everything's going to be fine, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's uh, yeah. the, the Nostradamus effect, we can call it. Two, sure. it was written... Uh, post-exile, and it's all just fanfic bullshit, you know. It could go either way. Um, yeah, and that's, I mean, we'll never know, of course. The scholars can't even agree, per se, so that's the point. Right. Um, definitely some of this was written after the exile, but this part, is, it is hard to say. Um, so that is basically uh, chapter one, right? Um, Basically, doom trouble. and gloom, Jerusalem sucks, and you're about to be destroyed. I swear yeah, you got goofed. Yeah. yeah. All right. Chapter two starts off. Isaiah, this is what he says. Second verse. In the last days. So, we're no longer... I mean, presuming how you want to interpret this, could he mean the last days of, like, Jerusalem? Or does he mean literally the last days as in the, like, apocalypse or whatever the fuck you want to call it? Um that's a good question. I don't really know. Yeah, this is going to be the start of prophecy, right? I would say. Yeah. Let me, let's take a break and tell me, so you went to church. Yeah. How was Isaiah phrased, at least in a Baptist Christian church? They love this shit, especially like the fire and brimstone guys, you know? Yeah. Um, which I didn't really go to a fire and brimstone church, but my dad was obsessed with a guy who was like that. And his name was Ruckman. He's a fucking psychopath. Uh, he, lived, <laughs> right. he went. He ran a church in uh, Pensacola. What was it called? I'm gonna find. It. I'm gonna just do it real quick. Let's talk um, this guy. His name was Peter Ruckman. I mean, who the? F- it's not like a. No, fuck him. He, I, don't, I, I, I said Peter. Let's. Peter Ruckman was an American independent fundamental Baptist pastor. Um. He died in 2016, actually. Interesting. Good. I used to... My dad had, like, all of his... We didn't go to his church because it was... I think even my dad knew that it was too fucking crazy, right? <laughs> and my mom didn't like him because the man screamed like a psychopath. You know, like, some of the, the guys in our intro? <laughs> like, he's like that. Right. Um, he just too loud for a Sunday. He would yell. and But here was something that made him very interesting. During every sermon, he would paint. Or draw. I can't remember if it was like crayons or what the fuck. Okay. It was good though. He was actually kind of yeah, um, yeah. a little a artistic good, talent. Yeah, and so it would have to do with the story, and he would just gradually. I mean, it would take an you know an hour. He would draw out this drawing, mm-hmm. and it would always be like you know people burning in hell or whatever. Cool. Um, here, I just found Peter Ruckman drawings. Let's see if there's one I can send you. I'll do that later. Oh, here's a sweet one. I love this. So there is um, the King James. With a crown on top of all the other Bibles. Hey, like, that guy's got some yeah. fucking talent. He's like, uh, who's that guy? Uh, is it? Uh, right, who's, bad. who's the guy that does all those um, Trump ones where it's like, can you hear me now? And it's always oh. like Trump all jacked and everything's labeled. Uh, ben Garrison. Ben Garrison. It, it, for those this. of you who obviously you can't see what we're doing, but yeah, it's uh, damn. It's very. It's like a cross as a bridge from like the cities. 
there's like a city full of sin to like heaven and there's yeah. a fiery no, he's got some talent. going across. I, I, like, I kind of like him. And I, I was kind of neat to watch it. Like yeah. I didn't hate it as a kid and it, he was so fucking fiery that yeah. it, there is something exciting about it. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. He seems like a decent content creator. <laughs> like you guys can't, you, the, the audience listeners, you're not going to know what we're saying. Look it up. Look up Peter Ruckman drawings. You'll see a shitload of it. Hell, look up one of his sermons because he would, you know, he would film himself drawing these as he went through his sermon. You can hear all the craziness. It's great. But, but my point is, is like that's how I kind of get the vibe from this kind of shit. Is the you know yes, and so to answer your question, I didn't go to those churches, but I was exposed to them because we had to have a little bit of crazy in my life. Also, (laughs) we would always have like chick tracks around the house. What? Uh, Oh, right, 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 the, the little like. And they're, like, very much in that same vein of, like, pure fucking insanity. You know, uh, what, that was our banner when we used to have Twitter was, like, uh, the baby's gay, you're going to hell, all this stuff. And, like, <laughs> yeah. the parents weren't allowed to say anything about it because it's cool. Um, right. I don't know. Anyways. So, yeah. I that They draw a lot from this. This is where they love to quote Isaiah. They love to quote Jeremiah. Um, because it's a way to scare people into tithing. Straight sure. up. <laughs> That is what it's for. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. Chapter two, in the last days. Right off the bat, they kind of imply here that eventually shit is going to be good. It says, in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills and all nations will stream to it. Many people will come and say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. So... We're all going to be Jews eventually, is the vibe that I'm getting from that. Eventually, right. everyone will see the light. Eventually, eventually, the house of Jacob will be on the highest hill, and all everyone's just going to be like, shit, we got to get on the bandwagon before it's too late. Exactly. So, we're, we'll, eventually, we'll come around, which, you know, why the rush? I'm going to get For there. For out of Zion shall go forth the law. And the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, he shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. Sounds fucking great. So, yeah, he's saying that, hey, don't worry. The end of days is coming. And before that... The house of Jacob in the in the last days, you will know the last days are coming because everyone's going to become Jewish. People are going to put away their swords and their weapons and their nuclear weapons. I'm sure that's what he was talking about. Nuclear yeah. arms. Yeah. Uh, you know, right. he, he must have known about that. He must have known, you know, and then the end of days is going to come and everyone's going to be cool. We're all going to be happy. Go lucky. We're going to be fucking holding arms. We're going to put away our weapons. We're going to become a borderless, nationless world. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're going to turn our nukes into nuclear reactors to create power. That's what we're, we're going to do. We're going to turn our drones into some kind of like a bird catching device so we can all eat birds. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's my that's my interpretation. We're going to we're going to use them to demolish things next to hospitals and schools. Yes. <laughs> Please God, yes. Um what else we got here? Okay, so Which I gonna, I mean just based on how things are going, it's any day now. Any fucking day now. Um so then it tells us that, uh, so yeah, there, there's a picture of the future is good. Like eventually in the end times, we're going to get to this place. And to me, that has, this has to be speaking about like the end end, right? The end of the world. Because otherwise, like 
it can't be talking about something that's just about to happen. It can't it's be talking about literally any period in human history that has ever it's, happened. It's too grand of a scale, right? Right. Like, this is talking about when we finally get to, like, utopia. Right. Um, no one fights anymore. It sounds great. But Which then, makes sense if you have if you're just a couple of shepherds and poor people who live just in the Middle East and think that's the entirety of the human existence. I mean, there's nothing wrong with uh, the world not sucking. I'm about you that. could almost imagine that the Assyrians, the Babylonians, and the Persians and the Turks and them all just be like, you know what, you know what, we talked about it, Jew, Judaism. We're going that. We're going to go we're that doing. way. Yeah. I mean, if only. it's it's funny because you're coming from the time of Hezekiah where that was kind of his goal. Was yeah. to put away the high places, which he didn't do. No one did. He tried but, uh, um, not hard enough. Yeah, not hard enough. But you know, but like the kind of the idea of like, all right, come on, let's let's kind of be cool about it. You know, let's all be Jews. Let's worship God exclusively. Let's get it all together. You know, so I can almost understand it's, Isaiah it's saying easy. like, yeah, trust me, when that when that when those when that infrastructure bill goes through, it's all going to be smooth sailing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then, okay, we get done talking about how it's going to be great eventually. I love the infrastructure. We're just going to keep pegging that one. Um, <laughs> so he says, all right, so God, you've abandoned your people, but with good cause, of course. And this is what we were talking about earlier, where now it lists out what they're doing wrong. Um, they're full of superstition from the East. It's racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, they practice divination like the Philistines. Now, here's a little thing, a side note I want to do. It looks like everywhere the Bible calls it superstitions from the East. Mm. the word that they use for east can mean literally to the east, like countries to the east. Mm-hmm. It also means in olden times. So I think this is a euphemism for we're turning to the superstitions that we used to observe. Because then it says they used to they practice divination like the Philistines, who have been wiped out. So the right. Philistines are no longer around. So when they say from the Being east, I think, that's what they're, I think that's what they're saying. They're they're going back to the old ways, the shit that's not God doesn't approve of anymore. Which to me ties into this whole thing of like when God was a bull, and right. like their more primitive uh, idea of God and what where Judaism came from originally, L and all that. So that's an I don't know. That, it that's it, kinda, it is kind of interesting because we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, one of the ones the verses is, and they are pleased with the children of foreigners. Kind of wonder what the mm. fuck that one's about. Sounds like some fucking Hillary Clinton going on down to uh, <laughs> Just get the adrenochrome from those Haitian kids. Yeah. Uh, we know what he means. Um, She's hooked. I, I think there's a potential that that's what you're talking about. Uh, because he says, um, um, there is, uh, let's, see, let's, see, let's see, their land is also full of idols. They worship the work of their own hands, that which their own fingers have made. People bow down, and each man humbles himself. Therefore, do not forgive them. Yeah. Just kind of making fun of the idea of, like, and again, maybe kind of talk about the radicalness that is Judaism, was, you know, obviously they're kind of unique in the sense that, you know, previously you could just carve your own statue and be like, by the way, that's our God now. I made him last weekend. He's on that statue. Yeah. That's that's yeah. our guy. You got to throw him a penny if you come in my house. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, Somewhere yeah. Fucking ritual. watch the fuck out. Don't look him in the eye. Uh, if he gets if he gets smashed, we're all going to die. You know? Before before governments realized that they could control the religion to, uh, you know, enforce law on a deeper level. So Right, right. Yes. You just have to make God mysterious and only I can talk to him. Correct. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you made your God with your own hands? Sounds like a badass. Yeah, you're but a But he's real tough. 
oh oh you you just you just make your own god and that's fine like a pussy yeah um <laughs> right so then we go back into the doom and gloom um yeah right now you got a bunch of gold and a bunch of horses and you got all these idols and shit well guess what you're about to get knocked down a fucking peg you better go into the rocks you better go hide in the ground from god's anger um the eyes of the arrogant are going to be humbled you guys fucked up you know god has a day in store for all the proud and lofty for all the exalted for all the fucking fancy shit he's going to level it he's going to put it on on back to the ground like the tower of babel you know um real mean shit is what we're talking about here uh, yeah i mean it is it is you know man will be des- destroyed and the highness of men shall be brought low the lord alone will be exalted in that day but the idols he shall utterly abolish yeah, I mean, kind of just going to what I see, and this again, I, I'm gonna equate it to like a televangelist talking about TikTok girls, be like, yeah. you guys need to be spending your you, you you can teach your kid how to nay nay, but you can't teach him how to pray pray. Be like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, like oh, you know, God's gonna come, he's gonna kick the shit out of your idols. I'm like, I do think we do have a bunch of Assyrians killing people, but yeah, you're right. It's probably those trees, those terabinth trees that are fucking shit up for everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're drunk driving and just swerving and like going into oncoming traffic and your buddy is sitting in the car next to you and he's like, man, I told you you shouldn't have uh, picked up that tail side up penny in the parking lot. Like, <laughs> that's, that's why we're about to wreck. Yeah, in a like, second. like I knew I knew when I didn't knock on wood on the way out the door that this was going to happen. Like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, so. That's yeah. They're attributing all that to the arrogance of the people and their abandoning of God, not just the simple fact that other powers outside of Israel and Jerusalem are taking center stage. Right? That they're that's just how it fucking is. You know, right? Um, that's what that's what happens. And so keep saying, yeah, the people are going to flee to the caves. They're going to hide. They're going to be a bunch of little fucking cowards. Um, they're going to have to throw away all their idols because so they can run faster. Uh, <laughs> Which I would just keister it, but whatever, I guess. For your yeah. I mean, if I'm, I mean, okay. In modern times, you can keister things. If I'm running, if, I, if I'm going to do this shit on foot, I might not, I might not be doing that with Pachimama up my ass. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, so then, and I think this is kind of tying into the whole idea, and, and we did this a lot during the book of like uh, Kings and stuff, or even before mm. that. What was that? Samuel? Before that? Go with it. What are you talking about? Was that even a book? I don't know. Samuel was a book. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, first and second Samuel. It's this idea that, like, why do you need a king? Just let the priests be in charge. What the fuck? Because that's what verse 22 is. Stop trusting in mere humans who have but a breath in their nostrils. Why hold them in esteem? I think this all ties back into this idea that God is still pissed, or at least the people writing these books who are not kings are still pissed that the people decided to turn to, like, a more earthly leader and not just let the church tell them what to do. I I think we'll... Get to that with chapter three. I don't think we're going to get to. I think that's the last chapter we're going to get through today. We're kind of running low on time. Yeah, this is this is going. Isn't we'll it? we'll yeah. do three and four next week, and then maybe maybe see how far we get because uh, it's yeah. dense. But I think a theme of God, like how they excuse this or how they explain what's happening, is that God never wanted Israel to have a king. He had established the priesthood. He'd established the Levites. He'd established the church. And yeah. said, these are who you go to. We have a series yeah. of judges established by Moses, Moses Levitical and, law. Yeah. Yep. Anything you got going on, these guys are equipped to handle it. And they just keep getting their asses kicked and keeping fighting. So they're begging for leadership. 
So God goes, fine, you want a fucking leader? You, you're not happy with the leader I gave you, the leader we have at home? You want to go out for a leader? Okay, I'm going to give you some kings, and they fucking suck. They suck because I made them suck. I, I'm basically a – who's that guy that was in charge of the post office? Uh, under that, Trump, yeah, the last the guy, Trump, the post, who's still in charge, I believe. Yeah, still yeah. in charge somehow. But you know what I mean? Like he's like, oh, you want, yeah, you want totally different. You yeah, want, you right. want mail in votes? I'll fucking, I'll give you some. I'll, I'll make the mail. Oh, you want the mail to be better? I'm gonna give you a guy. You trust <laughs> in the mail? I'm gonna make sure that the mail isn't trustworthy. Um, yeah. But the point Perfect. is, is that he keeps basically. I don't know how you describe it. It's the the point is, is that God is constantly putting the people into a position they don't want to be in so that they're going to look for leadership. And then he's just standing there like, who's it going to be? There's me. I've been standing here this whole time. They're like, give us a king. And he's like, fuck. All right, we'll try this in 500 years. Yeah, we'll, we'll come yeah, back yeah. to this. We'll come back we'll, we'll to this. clean slate. But then you know who, it's funny, you know who wins? Mm. The Assyrians. The kings. I mean, who is Jesus the descendant of? That's Fucking true. Fucking Judah, David. Right, king which side. doesn't make not, any sense. Not the priesthood. He's very inconsistent, right? The yeah. whole point is that he doesn't think that Israel should have kings, but all of a sudden David's the best king. And he's like, there's how you be a king. This guy. Yeah. That's how you do a king. I'm going to make him JFK Jr. someday, and you're going to come back. <laughs> Jesus F. Kennedy Jr. That's true. That's true. Um, but, you know, like the whole point is he, it's, 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 like a, it's like a kid running away, and he's like, I want to live on my own. He's like, oh, you think you can handle you? You think you can handle All right, fine. I'm kicking you out of the house. What are you going to do? You have two options. You could beg for forgiveness and come back home where you belong and where I hit you, or you can just try to go get a minimum wage job at the economy that I've destroyed and see <laughs> how it goes. And then you just keep coming back, like, my, I, keep, I fucking hate this job. Like, I'm right here. Like yeah. I, I would honestly rather work at Wendy's than come back home. I'd rather to you dig a like, hole in the back of the Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's not like either option is great, really. Yeah. But certainly, the guy writing this book is like, guys, why won't you just come home and live under my roof and do everything I fucking tell you and live by my very strict rules? It's What's that wrong? Easy. It's so easy. It's that fucking. I easy. couldn't make it simpler. You don't even got to think. You don't have to worry about who you're having sex with. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> and and were, you know how you know things are going to be going great? We're going to yeah. murder all those fucking Assyrians. We're going to our, our our reign is you're going to know how good it's going by all the people we're going to kill. Yeah. So that's the 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 bar. The bar to which we're every so, civilization is held to. So hell yeah, brother. Anyway, that's as far as we're gonna get with that. Yeah, saying. man, we thought we were gonna do four chapters too. Is no plenty. fucking way. Now with all this, this is, dense prophecy, it's so good. And there's like Isaiah is holy shit. Isaiah is huge. So we're gonna have to it's figure out a way so, to speed this up. Oh my god, it's so big. <laughs> this is what this is like 60, 66 chapters. Yeah. So if we if we're only getting and through it's like hundred pages long. Jesus Christ. Ugh. Okay. Ninety pages, but yeah. literally. Yeah. Cool. Well, that is the first fucking episode in Isaiah. Kind of fun. Yeah, we're going to do some prophecy. Prophecy is fun. It is. It's cool to think, it's cool to just say shit and then it happens. (laughs) It's cool to say things after they happen and then be like, I wrote that back then. I said that a long fucking time ago. Yeah. Nostradamus actually predicted that uh, Elon Musk was actually Barbara Bush. (laughs) (laughs) 
What's our email address? <laughs> if you want to send us an email, you can do that at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. I'm sure you guys are going to send us a fucking email. <laughs> <laughs> We're back! We're back! <laughs>